Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And this podcast is brought to you by Everything's Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Make sure to tune in on September 11th. We are talking about the episode Radio Bart with a special guest you may recognize. Hi, I'm Nancy Cartwright. And actually, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the (gasps) hell are you? Ah! We're so excited. this This is so good. This was one of our favorite episodes we've ever done. Mark your calendars. I don't know. You're probably already downloading it. What What is this life? Uh, September 11th, we are joined by, you already heard her, Nancy Cartwright. We're so excited. Please tune in. All right. Bye. Audio. With Allie. I think Georgia too. Yep. Right. Okay. This is what this is. Hi. Hi. Hey. That was that was improv, you guys. You guys. That was all improv. Yes, and yes. it was amazing. <laughs> that's um, what that's what two two level ones at UCB. UCB and one at four I years ago. That's, that's what that Hell does. yes. Um Georgia. Welcome to Slumber Party. Thank you, Allie. Welcome to Slumber Party. I'm on my couch. It's too hot for the teepee, so we're just laying around on the floor. In pajamas. Kind of. Um, okay, we're gonna I'm in, introduce I'm in Daisy Duke. Oh right, well, but that makes it sound sleep, sexy. But you fall asleep in your clothes. I sleep in my clothes all the time. So, you know what my pajamas are? My contacts. Oh god, that's last night I took sticky. It is. It's crunchy. It's like having cornflakes under your eyelids. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, I was reading a book. Stop. It's the Peeling worst. them off. That girl who got her went that's blind not. because she left them in for three months. Well, who does that? This girl. Ugh. Okay. What'd you? Well, let's what you learn? What did you learn? Guest. What'd you learn? You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. During World War One, uh-huh. in France, there was a, a soldier by the name of Lee Duncan. Um, he had to go behind enemy lines and found a German army dog kennel. <gasps> and the only dogs that were alive were two puppies, two German shepherd puppies. Oh, no. And he took those puppies to raise them. He'd wanted to be an actor, but... He decided instead he's going to make the the dog one of the dogs and the actor instead. Uh-huh. This dog was named Nanette, and that dog died. Oh, <laughs> but shit. the other one survived, and its name. And he ended up naming naming this dog Rintintin. <laughs> Shut up. And I learned this because I just read this book called Sunny Side by Glenn David Gold. That's all about. It takes place during World War One. Charlie Chaplin's a character in it. It's kind of historical fiction, which I love. Oh yeah, you were telling me about this. Yeah. Good stuff. Interesting though, right? Where did yeah? That where was the big come? reveal? Like at the end, they were like, and the dog's yeah. name was Rin Tin Tin, and the names Nanette and Rin Tin Tin are these like good luck, good luck charm little dolls that kids would give to the soldiers during World really? War One. Yeah, it's cute, huh? What happened to Nanette? The untold story: she was a drug she addict. Um, she the pressure. She went to too many auditions. <laughs> no, she never made it. Like they they sailed across, and she got pneumonia and died. The puppy. Yeah. Can you imagine being on a on a boat with a puppy? Yeah. Do you just hold no. them over a bucket and they do their business? Maybe. How do where, uh, did they walk dogs on the Titanic? Do their business. I, well, I think so. Hmm. What'd you learn? Um, I learned something interesting that came out like last year, but it's news to me. Okay. Um, when you remember something, you remember it. Like let's let name a memory. Okay. It uh, could be yesterday. It could be from your childhood. Okay. Um, I remember uh, punching a girl in the arm after a soccer game. I remember that story. Um. 
you remember that. Each time you remember it, you remember it as a facsimile of the last time you remember it. So you don't remember the event. You remember how you remembered it last Last time. Wow. So memories are malleable in that way. And yet we still put witnesses on the stand. Sure we do. But it's okay because there's a Bible involved. As long as I swear on it, no one's going to fuck up. But um, it's in, that's what's that's really what's, interesting. Yeah, what's interesting about that is that in terms of traumatic memories, they think that if they just sort of like, like Ooh. a game of telephone, like yeah. steer it, where it started out like got shot out by a crazy man with a gun. Like yeah, no, you just no, changed it. The guy it. kissed you. Remember? Yeah, it was actually a baguette. It was a gun made of baguettes. <laughs> and then maybe you can remember it and a little bit And then you guys different. made sandwiches and it was delicious. Fine. In the war, I made some sandwiches with this guy. I want all my memories to end with sandwiches from now on. Like, all my memories are going to be, like, and then I had sandwiches. Because I love sandwiches. The plane crashed into... Something of sandwiches. A field of sandwiches. (laughs) You're just going to be, like, the sandwich lady. Anyway, that's what I learned. I think Um, that's interesting. I got pantsed by a sandwich in fifth grade. You got pantsed and in your pants was a sandwich. You're like, hey, look at that. (laughs) Hey, everyone ate. And then everyone got to have lunch. (laughs) Open face panini. Do we have a I think we have one because there's a man in my living room. <laughs> there's a man in pajamas sitting in the middle of your He's wearing room. slippers. Slippers too. Let's ask him what he learned. His name is Ed Salazar. He's we have comedian. known him for so long. We've been knowing him forever. He's a comedian and a writer. He is uh, helps produce the Meltdown. You have with seen him in the Meltdown. He's also um, he also is t- typically on uh, Thursday nights at the Comedy Palace mm-hmm. in Los Feliz. His name. Ed Salazar once Ed again. Salazar. Hi, everyone. Hi. I, I've known you guys long enough that it used to be scary to go to house parties in Echo Park. That's like, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, Back I when it was still scary. Soldier's old place, and I remember like a decade ago going to house parties back there and thinking like, can I leave my car yeah. in Echo Park? And now it's basically super rich kids walking. Yeah. Strollers Brooklyn. and hipsters. Yeah. So, um, that's also scary that there have been house parties for 10 years. Yeah. I know. When I do people stop going to house parties? Yeah. I don't know. Well, people start getting nicer and nicer houses, so they become dinner parties. And, and, and they don't want to have a bunch they, of people. Yeah. They become pool parties. Pool guys. parties. Yeah. What did you learn? What did you learn, Ed? I learned, uh, this was last night, I learned that the dancing style that Madonna eventually turned into a song called Voguing was originally something that drag queens did as a way to insult each other. What? Yeah. I love this. Voguing. Okay, so like the whole thing. So this is, but by the way, the movie Paris is Burning on, is on Netflix. and It's incredible. The moment this podcast is over, support whatever person is advertising on it and then go watch it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Paris is Burning is a documentary about like 19, mid to late 1980s drag queen culture in New York City. Um, and that's where Voguing started. And so... Throwing shade started there. Throwing shade was basically inferring through a look that someone you thought someone was ugly or uncool or not funny or had bad taste. And then voguing became the dance version of throwing shade. And so you would do it at someone and then they would do what? it back at you. And it's all really hard like lines. It's almost like um like if you were at a breakdancing battle, but instead it's like walking down the runway, Shantae, yeah. tw- twirl, twirl, no. throw shade. And there were competitions, like beauty pageant competitions. Yeah. And they're like, I it, have not seen this documentary, incredible. and I'm feeling they like can't I make should contact with each other, but they get really close. And so, like, part of it is also like Logoff. contorting your body and then looking at the just. But it's these fabulous, melting. oh god, it's gay so men, these beautiful black gay men. What I mean, what masters of nonverbal communication oh, they are. So good. Maybe, maybe what I learned actually this week was that I'm not gay, but I might be a drag queen. <laughs> like, <laughs> you should do that. I mean, I would love. 
We should do like a, a straight Vogue night. It's the theater of gender. Really, you don't even want to be. You don't want to be transgender. You just want to dress up like a woman's dress, yeah, like a drag want, queen. I just want the the. I mean, you have to be so battle hardened by the time you're, you know, like out as uh, as like trans or gay that like the front that you have to put is like so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are, to walk through to watch them walk through New York City in the in the 80s and get called a name and then turn around and just basically like turn either entertain the people that they're being insulted by or do it to tear them down so quickly is like mm-hmm. it's amazing they're basically like Don Rickles in heels all the time <laughs> Don Rickles well do you think maybe Ed, it's like a little bit how we live our lives too and so Have you're you identifying with them I think um, yeah I mean I think we're all gay black, black men surviving HIV in New York City <laughs> When it comes down to when it. When it comes down to it, we all have the same plight as them. And what's your email that our listeners can direct their comments toward? That was Ed Salazar. That's hilarious. Um, that's good to know. I always actually wonder, it's a good thing to think about, and I always kind of wonder if drag at some point is going to become, we've talked about this before, if it'll be, like, when when is it an homage to femininity and when is it mockery? I mean... Um, or when is it its own thing altogether? Has nothing to do with... Well, it's always going to be... It's always going to draw from feminine ideals and stuff, you know? I mean, it's never going to not draw from feminine ideals. Like, it crosses that, that you know, gender line. But it's, it is interesting that, that women are... Women can be made fun of by the very things that they are, they're trying really hard to, to use to protect them, really, you know? Yeah, it's like a caricature of being a woman in yeah. a way. Like, it's so heightened and insane. Like, big hair, big lips, big nails, like... Yeah, it, like, are... at what point is, it, is that turned into, like, a Bob Hope in blackface? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean Which, I... by the way, when Bob Hope died, there was, like, a tribute to him, and, like... They, they did not. They didn't include any of his oh, good. stellar blackface Which work. Which good stuff. Like, Come on, Oh, guys. my God. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the good thing is that times are changing, just yeah. not fast enough. They should... Can they... You know how they used to colorize black and white movies? Can they de-blackface a movie, Oh, maybe? probably. No. Uh, just erase it from... What I... do you... What do you think about um about uh he for she hashtag he for she the men for feminism oh, oh is that the movement. hashtag we're going with no. he for she is um is what emma watson Thank she you, recently emma. spoke as like a un uh goodwill ambassador um she was talked about how yo men hop on this train yeah don't be dicks it's not all yeah fem- being a feminist well yeah. Not, yeah that's true <laughs> Don't be, don't be, don't be pussies about this, guys. Oh, hey. excuse me. Can uh, we swear? Are we allowed to swear? Yeah, you can do. Yeah, I mean, whatever it's a you want. Party, right? We can swear, but you can't. Oh. But um, but some some men are like, listen, women, make your choices. I'm not going to date a feminist, so make your choices. Those guys are all alone, anyway. So who gives a shit? Those guys are like, yeah. I'm not going to date a feminist. Then turns on World of Warcraft and cries. <laughs> like, like, who, who cares? Because here's the thing, like. I mean, this is the bottom bottom line is that like it's, it's interesting that we're in a slumber party situation because I was uh, I was I had a lot of slumber parties growing up because um, I had sisters who were just, I had foster sisters. So they're the same age as me. So like their friends were like in school with me, too. Like they were like, my sister Katrina was exactly the same age as me. So like I had crushes on her, all her friends, but it wasn't like I was nine and like trying to sneak into her slumber party like we were all. Like the same age, so, so they'd have to invite you too. No, I mean, I would, it would just be like you're lurking, house, yeah. And I would just come up I drinking gave, straight from the milk jug. I gave and... a lot of back rubs, like because I didn't <laughs> oh, know. Oh no! 
I didn't know how to like functionalize my like sexuality to them. Like how to. Well, like, you're nine. Well, no, 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 we were like, yeah, we were like ten, nine, ten, like seventh grade. I yeah, feel but, like you did know how because I want a fucking back rub. That that'd work for me. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, that's I, that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you knew you knew better that's then. Enough. What most guys know now. That's enough. In terms of transactional transactional sexuality, a back rub is like, here's your change. Like that's amazing. Yeah. You did a great job. Yeah. So yeah, I would, but I wouldn't kiss. I didn't know to like kiss them. You know what I mean? Uh, I did. I sucked on a girl's dad's dog tags that she was wearing one time. Yeah. <laughs> There's so that much wrong so with that. Loaded. There's so much wrong with that. I didn't know. Was her dad deceased? Uh, he was probably. Whoa. Oh, no. Do you think they never were the same to her again after that? No, I think she was really into it. Like we both were like. In, in retrospect, uh, like, kind of aroused by the whole situation. Mm. We were, like, but we weren't, we didn't know how to, like, progress it. Yeah. You know how old I mean? were you? Uh, I was, this, I was probably 12. Uh, Remember the steps that were, like, did you feel her up? Feeling, feeling her up was, like, a oh, big God, thing. Did you get felt up? Thing. Did he go up your shirt? That's what they said a lot. Up your shirt. Did you go up your shirt? Oh, man, yeah. Oh, God. Even just thinking about that makes me nauseous. Under the bra? Just, like, with anxiety. Just, like, that, that. But you know what? It was funny because like that was those were the steps now and now it's like well did he propose do you think he's gonna <laughs> yeah. propose are you guys gonna get a house together are you gonna have kids when are the kids gonna have are you uh, gonna are you gonna Montessori yeah. school do you guys have life insurance are you gonna have life insurance do you have a share checking account yeah right. it's, it's all of vacation that. fund it's all of that but it's now like boring grown up stuff yeah, your nipples don't even get hard <laughs> probably not <laughs> did a guy you know now Unless I think about rude. it if a guy goes up a girl's shirt like does he know. What to do at that point? I mean, what I don't do think s- dudes know what to do now. Like at this point, like I know so many women who complain about the abuse their breasts get during. I think what it is is like remember those game shows where they would put you in a plexiglass box full of money and you just grabbed what you can get. I think that having a hand up a shirt was like was the equivalent just of that. You grab just grab what you get. You're just there. Like, no matter what happens, it's going to be good. Oh my god! The dollar bills just are easier grab. to get. Just get it. Get yeah, whatever you, you can get. Don't. It's also a stripper kind of a stripper analogy as well. well yeah, that's you know, a little bit kind of. I mean, how gross can we get on this podcast? Because I. <laughs> Uh, Let's not freak everyone out. Not freak everybody out, but yeah, but uh, <laughs> like I remember, like the first, the first guy I knew. This is, I mean, this is a weird story. Uh, there was a girl who agreed. We didn't like understand that we. This is pre porn really being available. We all we only have like snippets of how things work. And you're from Nebraska. And I'm right? from a town of six thousand people in Nebraska. Wow. So this one girl decides that she says, "I'm willing to have sex." It was like all what? very analytical. She's like, "This is." Eighth grade, and she goes, "I'm willing to have sex with this guy." They were, you know, like, "Oh my god!" That was that was the situation. So we're like, "Well, we didn't have houses or apartments. We all lived in homes. Like, our parents were generally around. There's a lot more like single income ha- households uh, in Nebraska." Mm-hmm. So we go behind the football field, and it's like, and you're all like helping this guy get. Yeah, we're all 15, but it was like it was like a mutual thing. Like we we didn't know how it worked. We were Catholic school kids. And we were like, someone has to figure this out. And so we basically were like going, shooting someone off into space. He's like taking one for the yeah. team. Oh they, were, they were two monkeys being shot into orbit. <laughs> but uh, the other thing was that like, we didn't, we knew that we needed condoms. We didn't quite understand why. Oh, no. <laughs> well, to fill them up with water and throw them at your teacher. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what condoms is. That, is that what condoms That's what Dennis the Menace does. And, with then, it. Yeah. Great, 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 great. and then God is so mad at you that no one gets pregnant. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, oh, God gets so mad at condoms. He hates condoms. God hates the most. contraceptives. Yeah. Um, Ed, what happened to this girl? Like, in okay. her life. No, no, no. I don't care about her having oh. sex or not. No, no, no. But no, no, there's, a, there's, a whole, there's a whole other step to this because, like, 
So we had to get condoms. So we ought to. We were young. We had to chip in to pay <laughs> to get seventy five cents to go down to a vending machine that's at a gas station. Oh my god! Because we also had to find an excuse to get. We had to like buy something so we could use the bathroom so that we could get into the vending machine to buy a con one condom, oh. and then take that back to the. Thank God, sex isn't this complicated anymore. The football field. I mean, really, that yeah, gas you station can just is... use like a, a plastic baggie or something. Yeah. <laughs> or like that a... gas station just is the kidding. Tinder of okay. of, of plastic Nebraska. <laughs> that was online dating. Is having to get changed to use. A... It, it. I'm gonna say, like they didn't actually end up doing it. Um, and it never quite worked part, maybe because there was like 12 of us trying to watch <laughs> through a bush, which is not great, but, uh, but it, I don't think it worked out well for her. She, I, we came in on Monday, the next Monday and like she and a priest that she was like just crying to a priest mm. the whole time. And Wait, I'm sorry. How old was she? Uh, we were in seventh grade. How old is seventh grade? Like 12? 12 or 13. Baby. I think it's, 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 it's baby. baby. It's don't have sex on a fucking field. Right, I mean, but we did. That's the weird thing is that like, when you don't even know what it like, I didn't know what how sex really worked until I was probably twenty eight. You know what I mean? Like you're like <laughs> oh, piecing no. it together and, and figuring things out up until yeah. Then did your parents have the talk with you? No, no one enough. did. No talk. No talk. Uh, one time, uh, a note was found between two girls. In this is like how repressed my upbringing was. Uh, there was a note that was discovered between two people by a, by a teacher, and it was given to a nun, the most the most perfect person to talk to about sex <laughs> right. to you. Uh, and the nun came in, and she was very angry, and she gave us this thing about like how sexual stuff is very sacrosanct, and we shouldn't be using filthy language. And the the note literally said, "What is semen?" Oh my god, that's so sad. And she, and we got yelled at. Like she everyone wants like, to know what semen. What is, is semen? Follow-up question: Why is your mom such a cum dumpster? <laughs> <laughs> and why does my mom keep getting it all over her face? Ew! Uh, that is. That's really just a technical. That's that's semen. It's not question. even like. It's yeah. not even like gross. Um, jizz, she didn't say like what is. Semen. We didn't even know what the word jizz did not enter my vocabulary. Oh. So, Ed, what is what is semen? Well, <laughs> oh Jesus, um, Allie, you haven't had the talk with Georgia yet. No, I'm gonna sit her down one of these days. Hey, I'm guys, waiting for talk? waiting for her to get her period. What and... talk? Hey, Ed, um, Nebraska sounds haunted. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Have I, you seen a ghost? I don't believe in ghosts. I'm, I'm, in, was that which kind of kills this conversation? I guess I don't believe in ghosts, but I have been. I did when I was young. I remember the first time we. This, I mean, this whole podcast has made me think of Nebraska a lot. I'm sorry, but like, I hope this doesn't hijack what you want to do. But uh, no, go. Uh, I remember the first uh, staying up all night. Do you, I mean? Did you guys ever do that? Like, it was a big deal mm -hmm. to not go to sleep. I could never make it. You never could. Mm -mm. Do you guys remember those ca cafeos? They were these weird in the like, there were these coffee beverages. I cafeo. Yeah, I pulled some all-nighters writing uh, writing uh, papers in uh, high school. I just remember jolt. Like, I like having a yeah, jolt. I imagine that, but when you're saying that, I think you're older than the. In my head, you're like in third grade writing yeah. <laughs> writing your essay about what you did for the summer. All but you're like night. taking three cafes. I'm just like <laughs> gluing macaroni on yeah, the construction yeah. paper, like, being like, this gun was uh, this wasn't even due until next week, <laughs> till fifth grade. Yeah. Fifth grade. <laughs> anyway, what was your first? What was your all-nighter? So we watched. Um, we watched a horror movie. We watched the, probably like 
I think it was, I want to say it's Friday the 13th, either two or three. Uh, scary. Um, yeah. Those are terrifying movies. Yeah, no. I still won't watch those. Yeah. I don't know. And so, of course, we can't go to sleep. And, yeah. And we're like, I think this is 10, 10 years old. And we're all like, we're like, we're not going to sleep. We're going to stay up all night. Yeah. We're going to do this. And like, uh, people are falling, some people are falling asleep and we're like, no, we're going to make it through. <laughs> and then at one point, someone had like snuck out. And, like, uh, Nebraska houses have basements, and there's, like, one of these sort of, like, storm windows, and the person just scraped on that storm window. <gasps> That's hilarious. I love them. And, like, everyone ran into the bathroom and just locked the door, and that was it. We're like, this is Freddy Krueger. This we're is dead. We're all We're all dead. We all actually did fall asleep, and we're all dead. This I was once at a slumber party with a bunch of girlfriends and when I was like probably fourth grade and we were playing truth or dare and we dared one of the girls to go out to the street. It was like the main street, but it was a small town. So it was, you know, yeah. not a lot of people. And she had to flash the next car coming by mm. her oh like flat chest. That's and a she did dare. it and ran back inside. And the guy, whoever was in the car, started circling the house, honking. And like her parent, or parents were asleep. Well, what oh. do you think he was doing? I don't know. It could have just been like a parent being like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. But like now that I think back, if my kid did that, I would punch them in the face. You're allowed to punch your kids in the face, right? I would just yeah, punch yeah, you're like, face. I don't want you to get sexually assaulted, so I'm gonna break them. your your cheekbones. Yeah, no. that's horrifying. I mean, the whole thing is terrifying. I know. We I we convinced a girl to lift up her dress for us when we were very young, <laughs> and literally as it happened, her dad came around the corner, oh! and we ran no. so fast. Oh. And what we're okay, th- what this all is about is about like that if you repress everything, we're kids are gonna try to like find everything in the dumbest way possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're basically stealing Playboys from people's garages and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's the fun stuff. I just remembered when I was like twelve that we got a call a wrong number called once. Yeah. Like a man, a grown Uh-oh. man. And then she started talking to me and we talked on the phone for like an hour and a half. Oh my god. And he like knew I was a kid. And he was, and then I think he called back for me, and he wanted my address to send me something. And I remember <gasps> being like, I probably shouldn't give it what to you. What did he talk to you about? I don't know. I remember being like, this is inappropriate that this he older, called the wrong number you like called not her. older man, but like guy in his twenties was like flirting with me on the oh phone. Oh my god! He said it was a wrong number, and I just remember being like, this is pr-. it was like a hor- like the first act of a horrible oh, totally. like Drew Barrymore movie. Totally, you know what I mean? Or like I think or a good movie. Drew Barrymore movie. Yeah. Let's not judge. You know? I wonder who. I wonder what his deal was. Yeah, I wonder. I'm lucky that he didn't sneak in. Philip Seymour mm-hmm. Hoffman is a fucking creep who calls Frank calls women and <gasps> gets off on it. No, you it. it's gross. I think that was a, that probably was a thing pre message yeah. pre like chat, chat room. Rooms. Like, that was basically what you got was like Ooh. basically someone go, showing up in a chat room and going, "Are there any thirteen year old girls here?" I like gross. that we're like finding the root of it. Like we found the root of uh, <laughs> t- what's it called? What online date? Buying condoms in the bathroom is the root of, of Tinder. Tinder. The origin, the origin story. Ed, you online date? Yeah, how's that going? Oh. Tell us about it. Uh, you know, not. I mean, I've had a few girlfriends actually come out of OkCupid, um, and it's been good. I like, like the weird thing about it. I think I'm fed up with it because everyone now has gotten so jaded that at this point it's like. You're constantly going into the worst job interview you've ever had. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Like you're like, whereas like how think about how you've met most of the people that you've dated. It's usually drunk at a party. You know what I mean? No, wait, 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 wait. When you say you, you're using first person. You're using second person singular. Uh, okay. Like, do you want? Do you mean to use first person plural? No, no. Think I of th- how we. How like, do, How have you? How have you guys met? Yeah, most of the people. That most you've dated? of the guys at drunk at a bar. 
Not drunk. Not drunk, but drinking at a drinking bar. Drinking at a bar. Drinking at a bar. Having a good yes, time. Yes, actually, all my long oh, all wait my a minute. Let's crack this. <laughs> Shit. Let's crack this. Oh, I, the crack is that I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like-minded individual. And the crack, to, crack tra- is that I can't talk to a guy unless I've had a drink. Because I'm. Just, Allie, uh, I have you met, met my last boyfriend. Uh, I was a fan of his work and messaged him like a like a creep, and then we ended up dating. Um, so um, online check that was online um once one boyfriend i had i was assigned to draw a portrait of him for a newspaper before i ever met him so i stared at his face and like drew him and then met him and i was like i have pre-fallen in love with you do you think that you do you think that you projected onto him before you like you were like you were infatuated with the thing that you your your own art and then so when you got in the relationship if he didn't match that what your imagination of him was it's not gonna work out like I was, I was infatuated with the image that I had literally drawn of him. And right. you already like you, his personality didn't matter because you were already like I was already sold. Yeah, I think that that probably was both of those boyfriends. I was like, I've pr- I'm pre in love with you, so pretty much this is gonna right. this what, is gonna go well no matter what you do. That's what's hard about online dating too is that you have to like stalk someone and you already know all about them. I love meeting someone at a bar and being like, I don't don't know, don't you? Know, we probably have friends in common right. just because yeah. that's how fucking like works, but. Getting to know someone uh, with zero knowledge of them is really fun. I think I probably vet more. I the process of vetting seems like it'll mm. be a safe a safe thing. You know what I mean? Like I've checked you out. Really, no, doesn't guarantee shit. My yeah, my standards are like way higher online than in real life. Right. Like my my standards, I'll be like, I'll I'll look at a picture of a girl and just basically extract everything that I can from that picture. Like I like. You, do you look at their tits? <laughs> their tits? Their pictures. Do you look to see I'm if they're cleavage? I'm not a huge tit guy. Like okay. honestly, are you not? A, you're not into huge tits, or you're not? I'm not that, I mean, I, I like all breasts. Like I'm kind of like I like breasts, but I don't. Your have, pan like, a breast size. jewel. Yeah. What like, about nipple size? Like baloney nipples. Baloney nipples are cool. I've, hairy nipples. I've been with hairy Inver- nipples. Inverted nipples. I've been with inverted nipples. Yeah. I'm still processing. I've, I've never seen, seen inverted. I, we had another. You know who? Someone had inverted nipples on this podcast. Oh no, Demorage. <laughs> but he dated a girl had in nipples. I can't imagine that being a problem. The, the, I mean, we see all kinds of D's. The the most yeah, important thing about this is okay. God, I feel like I'm making this really filthy. Uh, the no, most we've talked. We just about, said that we've seen a lot of weird dicks. Uh, yeah. The the most important thing about breasts to me is that a woman likes her own breasts uh-huh. and enjoys them being touched and it's like the real bummer is when you see i've been like the one one of the first girls i ever made out with who in college who had an eating disorder and like as i'm taking off and she was like beautiful like Mm -hmm. like literally perfect body like amazing body and i because she starved herself and and i took off her bra she had these voluptuous like (laughs) marilyn monroe breasts and i and i'm like i'm like 21 at this point and literally, like, as I'm, as I'm like getting to her breasts, part of this whole thing, I'm like, it's like slot machine noises are going off in my head. I'm like, this is the greatest thing. I'm, I can't believe I won. And like, as as the as I take her bra off, like she just breaks out into tears. Holy crying. shit! Yeah. And it was a real bummer. And it's like, and 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 it's like you want to just tell her like this is what you are is amazing and. You can't convince someone to have yeah. confidence, though. Yeah, that's true. Or have any kind of self-esteem. I mean, women are um, 
so beautiful. It's well, crazy. We, but we're brought up to not be, to not like, I feel like we're brought up to be like, oh no, I'm this, I'm not that. And we all, like yeah. all, whenever a girl compliments another girl, it's like, oh, this stupid thing, I'm an idiot, yeah. you know, instead of being like, thank you. I like well, your, we'll go some interesting literature on this. Uh-huh. I recommend our readers to read uh, The Beauty Myth by Naomi Wolf. Right. It's sort of about why, why we are sold beauty as an ideal because it keeps us buying a lot of shit. It keeps us, it keeps us spending money on clothes and nails and wrinkle cream and in uh, weight loss, I have. A, I'm literally it's, this week. I've done all of this. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, yeah. It, but it's a great book, and it also talks about the display professions, women in professions where they're on display. And then you start wow. to look, and you're like, what's not a display? Like airline stewardess, receptionist. What we do, being on TV, it's a those display. Are display right. professions. I have friends who their job is sitting in a plexiglass box uh, at the standard. Yep. So didn't one of those we girls just wrote a book? Yeah, I mean. Oh really? Yeah, one of the, the one of the old standard, standard box girls, girls wrote a book about but, it. But I, growing up, I uh, I was really I hated I was the only minority in my town, and I and so like I I was really dis, like racially dysmorphic, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be white. And I'm pretty I know like you know like I don't look like a minority, but in in Nebraska, very I was very brown for Nebraska, <laughs> and uh, I was really obsessed with. Uh, Kevin for, from who's from uh, you can't do that on television mm-hmm. and the but and Buddy Lembeck the guy who played Buddy Lembeck and like and Charles in charge yeah Charles in charge Buddy and the guy from Eight is Enough I always wanted blonde curly hair like, wow I always wanted that sort of blonde and the and the guy from uh, uh, Greatest American Hero oh Is yeah sure? like, I wanted that hair Weird. which is the opposite of my hair which is kind of wavy yeah. dark and it's it's because we. You know, I think it's more about like us being comfortable with ourselves. Yeah. You know, like, but going back to breasts, they're great. Like all breasts are great. Well, having gone from, I I was that anorexic person who would like apologize for her body when I was with a dude and like be really, like I have this big scar on my stomach that I now don't even like think that I have it. I just don't think about it. But then I used to put, if I knew I was going on a date or something, I would put a bandaid over it because I would be so terrified that if they saw it, they would like throw up at be like this is open the most wound disgusting. Is somehow grosser than the <laughs> yeah, sealed yeah. scar. Oh no, I, I don't have a scar. Weird. I just have a pussing open sore yeah. that I covered up. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> weird, right? I mean, no offense, but it's just funny that it's. No, like... I agree. I didn't even. That didn't even cross my mind. You're, but you're right. You... But yeah, I would. I was. But then, but then I'm not like that anymore. But uh, but I get it. It's it, and it's fucking. It's so. Uh, it's. It, ugh, what am I trying to say? It Pervasive. just takes up. That's all you think about. Is how awful you are. If, there, if there's one thing I think that like, that may be a positive of like sort of the ubiquity of like sexuality in in our in our world and like pornography and self made porn and so like you can go online and watch really unattractive couples really enjoying sex with each other <laughs> and it's like are watch watch that and be like oh like because it's because like. Is like, fug porn a thing where it's like real sex between real ugly people? I I mean I think it's just like if you go on like there's a gone wild section mm-hmm. of of like Reddit which is all amateur stuff. And oh my goodness! And it's Gracious. like people who are just uploading photos and then like people say nice things and there's all subcategories where like wow. petite or full figured or whatever. And so it's like people people you. You can, no matter what you look like, someone's going to find and give you yeah. positive support for like being naked on the internet, and which is <laughs> wow. Maybe, this sounds like this sounds like a sales pitch for I like know. maybe there's let me take this. Yeah. <laughs> like no matter what, you're going to find positive. Well, actually, I mean, this is you know what's interesting about you, Ed. You're a comedian. We've seen you Hopefully. do comedy all the time, <laughs> so many times. 
Um, you're on stage a lot, but you are one of the few buff comedians in Los Angeles. Oh. Everyone else is very doughy. And Ed, is, actually, Ed is ripped. Yeah, Ed is ripped. Like, do you ever come? Do you ever have like a weird? Do people throw shade on you because you're not doughy and pasty, or like skinny hipster? I've had certain like. I feel like sometimes there are certain comics who are like really like, uh, who get who throw shade, I guess, or whatever. Like, I think that it's sort of people default that I'm a jock, which is weird because my exercising is really based on the fact that I just got the shit kicked out of me so much. <laughs> like it, it all comes from like like what happened was in in seventh grade I got someone gave me Henry Rollins spoken word and Rollins band DV CD <laughs> and I got and, and he talks about working out as like a way to like stop his dad from hitting him basically wow. and I was like oh like I get that like I get that rage so that's why I started exercising and now it's just a habit but like it all it, like it's like that's the level of like because I would get beat up by like the nerds like the nerd would wait for me to get out of school oh, no. and then like and like then all the jocks would watch him beat me right because it put him over right like I remember, like being held down and being punched. <gasps> God, while, that's so scary. While, like while, like yeah, while the while the cool kids watch the nerdy kid beat me up. Oh, Ed, that's such a weird primate yeah. system. Like you know, it's interesting when you when in terms of primates, like you need to establish sort of dominance in one area, and we're just a bunch of weird bald monkeys, and we're such dicks. Yeah, and it's the idea that like, well, if I'm not on the lowest rung. I'm I'm not I'll survive I'll survive and it's like yeah you know like but you know it's like the movie Snowpiercer <laughs> movie what Snowpiercer uh, what is Snowpiercer I haven't seen it? that yet really good. I, should, I know it's, it's just basically night. like the is a train that's the last pe living people and then each car gradually gets lower and lower class to till the back of the train is like just the worst people and they revolt oh my god but you know it's it's the idea that like as long as you're not the lowest person. You have someone to make fun of. Like everything's yeah. cool in your life. Yeah, I it's still want to apologize to the to this kid in school, in elementary school that like I got made fun of, teased mercilessly, pants, but yet I still made fun of this other kid that everyone because it yeah put me over or it like it made me be a part of what everyone else was doing. Mm -hmm. It's like the only way I was able to. What did you make fun of her It was a dude. He was weird, and he and there. Like now that I know him, I or no, now that I'm older and have a clue about life, I'm like, oh, his mom was probably a hoarder, which is why he's like didn't ever wash his clothes oh. because his mom was probably a fucking alcoholic and his life sucked. And then he comes to school and everyone makes fun of him. That oh. fucking sucks. I was in high school. Uh, a couple people gave me the nickname Lucas based on. Oh the my movie. god! Oh, I love that movie. That movie's so, much. so good. Yeah, but it's not like a good sign for no. I know. Like, <laughs> I know, but that, I loved like the fact that he was so into bugs. It's probably yeah. one of the reasons oh, I why about I'm that. so obsessed. With bugs, oh, really? like I watched Lucas with the cicadas. I, my sister and I, were able to to just recite whole scenes. Wow! Wow! I forgot like about that. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. That's a great movie. And then there's a there's a scene with dragonfly larvae in a jar that I still love. Dragonfly larvae, but they called you Lucas because you were like kind of like were like a little disheveled. Or? I was like a weirdo, kind of disheveled. I had to drive and to get to high school, I had to drive forty five minutes to the closest Catholic school Holy shit. every morning, and school started at seven thirty. So. Ugh. And it's winter in Nebraska, so I often like slept in my clothes, and I would get up and like go and and then ride to school, and I'd always be tired, and I'd always be disheveled, and 
I'm a weird person. Like, I'm dyslexic, and I wasn't diagnosed with dyslexia, so, like, people thought I was just dumb, and I would just kind of, like, be, like, you know. I feel so bad for people. Like, I know a guy who... As an as an adult, his family sued his school district because he was severely dyslexic, and it turns out that they just fuck, did fucking nothing and put him in like Aww. stupid people it's, classes. How did you find out you were dyslexic? I've, I didn't find out until I was thirty six. Wow. Uh, I uh, there was a documentary on HBO, and uh, I What's it I had for like months. I, I forget the name of it. If you if you go on HBO, go and writing dyslexia, it's there. Uh-huh. But I was like, I, I had a TiVo, and I was afraid to watch it for a long time, and then. Uh, you know, I'm trying to be a, a writer and I just got like tired of like people making fun of me or like I post stuff on Facebook and people would say stuff about it, you know, and just like things that were misspelled or yeah, like, you know, like everyone, like there's kind of like a thing of like people say like grammar Nazis or spelling yeah, yeah, yeah. Nazis or whatever. And I was like, you know, I, I was forcing myself to do Twitter and Facebook more because as a comedian, it's kind of important. But then I'm like getting like all this negative feedback. And so then finally I watched the show and like literally the live how people describe like the reason i i gravitated towards improv and stand-up is because you don't have to write you mm-hmm. know what i mean and you are a smart person so i feel like you'd remember that there's a comma here or there's a fucking that punctuation goes this way and you're 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 and i mean i got shit. in a huge argument with one of my exes that you guys know i won't say her name because <laughs> it's like it's just arguing but like uh over it's and it's mm. and she was like why can't you and also like this if if you're looking for like symptoms of people, if you want to look at like, is this person dyslexic? Like you tend not to like use um, compound words. Mm-hmm. You tend not to use like can't, you, you use cannot mm-hmm. because remembering the rules of putting words together is hard. Mm-hmm. So you, so you, so what happens like when you're writing dialogue in a script, it sounds very robotic. Cause everyone's oh. saying like, it sounds like data from right. Star Trek basically. Uh-huh. Were you relieved when you were diagnosed? Were you like, ah, it, it, shit. Yeah, I mean, it made a huge difference because, I mean, like, all my report cards say, like, lazy and need, need to work no. more. Yeah, like, everything was, like, need to put more effort. And it changes who you are. And I'm, I got a book. There's a really amazing book called uh, The Gift of Dyslexia. The, the, the problem is, and I kind of, like, this is kind of, like, a thing where, like, if I ever have, get, like, a job where, like, it's seasonal or whatever, I, I want to do more work on it, which is, like, there's not really anything for adult diagnosed dyslexic let's everything is about like your kid's dyslexic because it because it literally is totally insane to people that you'd be 36 and like i went through college and graduated and with decent grades as a dyslexic you know? It's insane, yeah. I didn't even know. This is the first time hearing of this, and we go to barbecues together all <laughs> the time. Well, I don't. If you notice, like, I never use people's names. I never introduce people because names are really hard Whoa. to remember. Like, I, I lose names all the time. Names get swapped, like Mike and Brian. I would, I could never keep those two names. They're the same name to me. They're, wow, they're two just white dudes. Yeah, I they're both basic I, bitch names. I have yeah. a really, I have an almost. It's too. It's too bad. It's too much. My problem with names really and that i won't um yeah i won't even rem- i when a person introduces themselves i don't even remember what the name yeah. they just told me lot. that happens a lot though that's not that tends to happen because when you're meeting someone your brain is so focused yeah. on how you are appearing to them and if you're being yeah. weird that you're actually not paying attention to when they say their name because you're making sure that you're not doing something weird and a lot of people lose names because they never got them in the first place right, right. So okay, my trick of that is when someone's introducing themselves, 
I take their name when they say it out loud, and I picture it like a subtitle below them. Oh. As soon as they say it. Because once, if you don't get it the first time, you'll never get yeah, it. Yeah, Al, you're incredible at remembering names. It's it's literally because I picture it below them. Like it's their title. Huh. Yeah. And then it, whenever I see them, it comes up Kevin. Wow. But I, was, I remember I met my, I was meeting a boyfriend's family for the first time, and it was a huge party with 18 people around an enormous table, meeting oh his whole family the first time. The subtitles got confusing. Actually, I was I really liked this guy a couple years ago, so I was trying really hard, and I I managed to, to pay attention. And they're like, Allie, do you remember anyone's names? And I went around <gasps> the table and said every single person's Holy name. Holy shit! And our waitress, who was named Trisha, Holy she refers shit. Trish, and it oh was like God. I've never felt so on top of the world. Like I think people thought that maybe I was an android, but I was like <laughs> I, that trying is, so hard to remember. Everyone's that is names. one of those things where I'm always like, you have yeah, Allie's effort. really good at it because I it is really hard for me, and I'll I'll even go see someone I know and I know I know their name but I won't say it because I'm scared that I'm wrong I do that that's exactly what I do and I'll walk into if I walk into a party with somebody yeah. where I know I'm supposed to know everyone and the other person doesn't I now just tell people I'm like look I'm dyslexic I'm not going to remember people's names <laughs> yeah. I won't introduce you you have to you have, you have to instigate the introduction I can't do it you for know what you. my favorite party trick is is if you can't remember how you know someone because this happens a lot yeah, you're I, or, or if I don't remember their names um, you're like fuck who is this or anywhere you just go how is work stuff and some everyone so then they'll be like oh denny's is cool i've been there and you're like that's right or you can say when was the last time i saw you yeah and then they'll be like oh we saw each other at jenny's birthday you're like oh you're the sister yeah yeah. but But if you then what i would do that and someone be like we just saw each other yesterday (laughs) (laughs) well also like i think like your mother (laughs) what heightens it also and not that i'm i'm not famous but i'm known by enough people in LA in the in the scene in the comedy scene and like I'm sure you guys run into this too where now it's and, and actually like college was like this too because I was always the person who talked during class where it'd be like if I was in a class of 30 people all 30 would remember me yeah. but I wouldn't remember any of I them I have that Instagram is like People are like, hey, hi. And like, you've never actually even met them. They just see your face all the time. Oh, yeah. And like all you see is their food photos. And like, you know, their dog. You can totally recognize their dog because that's all their fucking feet is. Yeah. You should get mad if their dog's not there. I do. You're like, <laughs> you owe it to me. It's part of your brand. Yeah. 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 No, it is definitely hard because we meet a lot more people now that yeah. we are in this like in this industry or whatever. And it's well, also and, and this kind of goes back to like online dating, which is that like there's a false you, you kind of like have gaps in conversations in a way like things don't happen organically I was a huge fan of Todd Glass and um, uh, Jimmy Dore uh, J- Jimmy Dore's uh, podcast and I listen to it all the time when they used to do one together and uh, they would have a what I thought was a bit where like they talked about like they would do something together and it would like it wouldn't go right they wouldn't be able to like build on it and they're like, we need to take improv classes. Yeah, like sign up for UCB classes. And I was like, oh, like that's a bit that they're doing. And then I was in Portland at Bridgetown. We're all drinking and hanging out and stoned or whatever. And I barely knew them at the time. But in my mind, we've had this relationship yeah. because I'm listening to their podcast every week. Um, and I said something at some point to Dor, like, and I went like, oh, yeah, someone needs to take some improv classes. And he really got offended and hurt. <gasps> and like, I had to explain to his wife, I'm like, I forgot that like he doesn't know that I know this bit. Like, he didn't know that like, I know that this is a joke between yeah. those two trusting friends. 
that have like a relationship <laughs> that you're and part I of. Just jumped in and was like, oh, you're part God. of that friendship right. now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like just you just jump in and you're like. Right? You don't know how to do comedy properly. <laughs> like, guy that doesn't know me. Well, like. I feel like some a lot of times, too, pe- people will... I, this happens a lot, is that a girl will say to me, like, that I've met somewhere at a show or whatever, and she's like, my best friend is this person, and we want to go on a double best friend date with you and Allie. And I'll be like, we actually don't go out to bars drinking that much. Like, we, <laughs> Allie and I, like, we hang out, but we don't, like, hey, meet me at this bar and we'll go drink. It's like, yeah. it's not going to, it's not like that. But people think it is. Yeah. I think it's funny. I, Yeah. It's what? also funny to, it, it would also be funny to go on a best friend double date. Yeah. Just because you're like, are we, col- are we collecting more pairs? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's like, who do, which, which ones pairs. do I talk to? I know. We know each other really well and we know each other really well. And so. Uh, I, What's interesting about, and I talked to Cameron Esposito about this because I used to go and feature for Marianne Sirk, who was my girlfriend at the time. Like she would headline and I would feature, and uh, she told me before she's like, women are going to come up to me after the show, and they're and they're going to be weird, like they're going to want to have sex with me or go shopping with me or something, but they won't know what it is because there's not that because when you get out of LA yeah. out of New York and out of San Francisco and you go to these other places women are still like s- quiet and obsequious you know what i mean like it's still like you're still pushed down so to so like there's probably women who like see what you guys are doing like riding vespas through San Francisco and making macaroni and cheese and like drinks based on the Golden Gate Bridge and they're like holy that's and meanwhile like two kids are running around the back of their house and they're seeing you and they're going like that's what I want. So if they engage with you, like they want to be a part mm. of your life and they'll like come up and they'll be like, if you went to like, a, like when we go and do, we would go do stand up in these small towns or whatever. Uh, and women would come up and be like, I mean, like they're just like, you know, the really fun place to go for brunch. And like, they would want us to go to brunch with them. And like, wow. and we had a woman and a guy offer a foursome with us. And, like, <laughs> it's like, how was it? Uh, you know, I mean, like, they were just into, like, you know, weirder shit than we were. <laughs> like, Did you Yelp review it? Three stars. Three stars yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't make the same mistake. I'm cool. Bo- light bondage, okay. Heavy bondage, yeah. not okay. But, wait, I remember there's this one. Someone once showed me a, a, a classified, you know, way back when. of, And it was um, ass play a must. And I just, oh, that line, By ass a play a is man. a must. I think it was a couple. A must. Uh, a, a must. Ass play, non-negotiable ass play. Wait, yeah. are, whose ass are they talking about? Who own? knows? All of them, maybe. There just has to be ass play involved. Ass play. Maybe someone's just, maybe someone's just banging on them like bongos. What if that's ass <laughs> play and they really confused? Or they're playing tic-tac-toe with using their asses. Do you I actually, speaking of bongos, do you have any hidden talents? And or bondage. I mean, I do play guitar pretty terribly. That's <laughs> hidden. It's not hidden. That's more it's hidden. Not hidden. Than I've heard talent. it. <laughs> uh, what a hidden talent. That's great. Weird. Um, oh, you know, I can. I, I'm really good with cars. Like I can fix huh. on cars. That's really. Like, yeah, I mean, I had my dad was. That's like, what happens when you have shitty cars for a while. Trust me, I'm good at cars because I'm like, oh, my Honda's falling apart. But now you have a nice car. I yeah, actually, well, uh, like it's in the shop right now, but because uh, <laughs> the battery, I have to get the battery replaced on a Prius. But uh, I, uh, my dad was like a, a gearhead, and uh, we always worked on cars. We never had nice cars. It was never like, let's go. We're gonna we're fixing up this '57 Chevy. It was like, I have an '83 Pinto, and it's the middle of winter in nebraska and i need you to go pump the brakes for me to bleed the brake system so i just like learned 
I learned how to work on cars because he would just yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> You're also a really good cook. Oh yeah, shit! I I'm a lot you, of talent. It's like surprisingly and also very healthy. We used oh. to have potluck, lost potluck. That's Jonah's fault that I became like a healthy really? cook. Yeah, because Jonah would get like Jonah Ray, Jonah Ray of uh, the meltdown, meltdown and all that stuff. But like he he uh, he, we were doing lost luck potlucks, and every and, like the game, like the level, the first week was like sandwiches, chips, mm-hmm. soda, and then people started cooking things mm-hmm. and i'd be like i'm roasting asparagus and broccoli and like people are making guacamole from scratch and then people are bringing so much food that it's we had to have like yeah. an extra table I and remember uh, that. i was like always like what am i gonna i i think about it a week before because i wanted to be like i wanted to fucking bring yeah, people it people were like pushing i like, wanted to bring it and i wanted to blog about it and yeah. so i would just fucking go yeah you were it. like a super bloggy back then there's literally it was i remember at one point going like what isn't blogged in George's Nothing. life? Everything's blogged. Like, it's all blogged. Well, this brings us to one of George's favorite questions, which is... Oh, yeah. All right. You're home alone. Yes. No one's watching. Yes. Or your people are asleep. You go in the kitchen and you get a midnight snack. It's shameful. It's a, weird, a little bit. It's weird, but you eat it's it. It's the you comforting love it. thing that you love. Cream cheese on Maybe bologna. nobody knows about it. I mean, uh, is it... W- can I tell you the thing that I kind of invented? Yeah, yes. exactly. That came from like left like this is one of those things where you're like you're like you're you're you have an urge you go there's not one thing that enough of one thing to satisfy you i had leftover mini the miss the dark chocolate reese's peanut butter cups from trader joe's like i had four of those okay and i had a bag a microwave bag of corn (laughs) A microwave bag of corn? Popcorn. 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 Okay. Okay, I thought you meant like... Oh, okay. no, no. Not popcorn really. on the okay, cob, okay, yeah. Okay. No, pop, popcorn. So, like, I microwaved the popcorn, and then I was like, okay, this is all make... I was high. Uh, and I, <laughs> I like the disclaimer. I microwaved the popcorn, and then... I know it says not to open the popcorn immediately, but I put my shirt over my mouth so I wouldn't get the vapors. <laughs> and I sh- took that, and then I shoved... The peanut butter cups into the, love the popcorn and <sighs> just shook it up till the peanut butter cups this is melt brilliant all over the popcorn and then poured it into a bowl and let it cool for a little bit to the so that the chocolate can get hard again. Ed, you should be stoned all the time because <laughs> yeah. that is the smartest thing I've ever. That's great, right? Are you writing a book about it? <laughs> I, I would write a book about it. I think I want to. I want to try that. Right now, did yeah. you do it subsequent times? Did you like? Were you like, yeah, oh I, shit, this works? There's a now video somewhere of me and Jonathan Daniel Brown getting super high and doing this uh, <laughs> in his in his uh, kitchen at some. How point. many times do you think you've made that? I've done it like four times now. <laughs> but what's weird now is that it's sadder because like I actually have to go out and specifically buy the tiny. You know How what I mean? How many do you suggest that you put? Four is a good number. I think like four or five. Four or five. The, the, also, the secret is that I've learned over doing it. Uh, over time is that like take make sure the peanut butter cups are out and at room temperature Mm -hmm. don't because i keep mine in my refrigerator uh get them out and let them kind of get to room temperature so you need to you need to know that you're gonna get high later and want to snack on this i mean honestly like it's responsible no drugs like i would do that yeah oh i would do that unaltered please if you mentally unaltered if you were if we were sitting and we were right now like Gonna watch a movie like The Craft or something, and uh, <laughs> like for example, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we're going to look. We all used to watch The Craft. Sure, uh, that's basically our wheelhouse. Is The Craft? Yeah. Uh, if I you're gonna watch The craft, craft and you 
and your friends are all chilling, and all of a sudden you pull out peanut butter cup popcorn, Ugh. people are going to love you. Don't worry about it. Do I it. did do a surprise apples and honey for Rosh Hashanah <gasps> for my Jewy friend, Ooh. for Lizzie. And, uh, she, I, what? Lizzie Cooperman? Yeah. Oh, I love Lizzie. And I was, I told, she, it was Rosh Hashanah. Like she just had come by real quick and I was like, fuck, I have an apple and I have some fucking honey. And I brought it out and oh, she like flipped good. her lid and we said the fucking prayer. Uh, it tastes like nostalgia. It tastes, it tasted like my childhood. I, apples and honey dipped in honey. It's fucking crazy. If you do, going back, I, it was, are we supposed to wrap up after that thing? Uh, no. If, by the way, the potluck. I've done a lot of potlucks. Now I'm on a Game of Thrones potluck. Oh yeah, so that I'm, looks I'm, incredible. I should do like I should do a potluck book. Uh, does Feral Audio have a literature section? Because I will do a, <laughs> a, a, a that's potluck, a good idea. A potluck themed book. This is my. This is an easy potluck that will blow people's minds. Crackers, sort of like the unflavored, more thin mm-hmm. crackers. Dried apricots, goat cheese honey mm. you slice the apricots in thin slices a dollop of the goat cheese apricot goes in that and a small drizzle of honey that sounds incredible you yeah. plate that and people like you didn't cook anything it literally yeah. takes five minutes but it feels like it, it, it looks beautiful it might as well be a plate of like tiny hamburgers at a at one of those fancy hollywood parties we go to <laughs> a fancy hollywood party Do you yeah. know, every time i have a glass of chardonnay i think is this free? <laughs> I don't have to pay for a shirt. This isn't a plastic I, glass. Yeah, anytime right? I have to pay for a white wine, I'm like, what? Because it's one of those things where every wedding Our you go gallery, to, you're like, I'll have a Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, gallery openings, you have these yeah, little, plastic, little plastic cup of Charles Shaw. Charles yeah. Shaw, white wine, and PBR. And it's not cold. Neither are cold. Oh, no. And it's <laughs> served by someone who's angry. Like, <laughs> Who hates themselves. What's, your, what's been your worst job? Yeah. Oh, man. That is... Uh, I had... Okay. The job that I probably had the the shortest was working for this refinance company. Oh God! Back right before the collapse, basically. Gross. Um, That's sad, huh? And in retrospect, like here's the thing: when people like think about like that the the economic collapse, and like we should like punish the the people who like caused it didn't get punished, and it's like those people knew what they were doing. I worked at this company, so basically. Property values are going through the roof, so you could refinance your house for like twice as much. Right. And so, my job was to call people and be like, "Hey, do you own your house? If you own your house, like you can refinance right now and pull equity out of it and use that to pay off your credit cards," which is dumb because then you have a fucking double mortgage or right, a mortgage. Which is dumb because like if you if you if you can never pay your credit cards off, you just don't have credit cards anymore. But if you can't pay your house off, you lose your house. You see what the like yeah. Yeah. What the problem is yeah. So, uh, the day that I decided, and it was a gross job, and the people who were in it, it was like boiler room type people, yeah. like Ugh. you know, it was like Wolf of Wall Street type. I worked attitude. in one of those for like three days. Yeah, walked out. This guy, one of the guys, in, came up to me, like there's people were waiting. This black family were waiting, and just like normal middle class family, mm-hmm. and he's like, "This guy's got to. This guy's my best customer. I've refinanced him three times." <gasps> We refinance him. He goes to Vegas. He loses all the money, and then we refinance him again. Oh, holy shit! And I was like, I can't be a part of this anymore. That's he was so there with his gross. whole family. Yeah, the whole family was there. Oh, that poor family. Oh god, that's the worst. Oh so, god, what like, if you pick the wrong husband and he fucking refinances your house and goes to Vegas and loses it all? I don't know. This is why I don't have a husband yet. I'm afraid that they're gonna refinance, refinance my your house. apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, who knows though? Well, I mean, mm, well, that's a whole separate 
it's crazy of what if what if something seems promising and then yeah and then there's all kinds of problems underneath well but speaking that's of the jobs, fun of life though, is it who who knows who knows if who has cancer i mean who knows <laughs> who knows who has who knows who, whom has yes who, who knows whom has cancer that's life a new is, that's a new game show who knows who, who, has, who, cancer? Knows who has cancer, cancer. <laughs> who knows? oh my god we should do that where it's just like like oh that guy's just really thin and bald oh, or like or does he have cancer i want to have a game show called uh called bump or burrito and you take a pregnant woman and then you put her next to a woman who's just had a burrito and people have to guess which one is a pregnant Ooh, person is and the whole thing is like fuck you it's none of your business it's not a baby bump that's the answer every time um ed you now have an interesting job where you drive a lift uh, yeah is it yeah i drive lift right now it's, that's awesome i want to hear about this it's kind of terrible i hate it i want another oh. job but okay, <laughs> okay. that's Flexible, fine i mean that, that's fine i mean like yeah, that's the reason I have it is because I'm doing other stuff and uh, but it functionalizes. But the the part where you're meeting people is totally insane. Like I and I and How also have you not found a baller girlfriend like yeah. picking someone up. She uh, left her car at the shop. I feel oddly like professional about it uh, yeah. i guess Oddly like you don't want to you don't want to get the wrong impression and creep a girl yeah. out yeah that's true I have a, i've had a few i definitely had a woman who like i was dropping her off at three in the morning she had been drinking all night but she wasn't like so she wasn't like super sloshed she was like fun drunk you know she had probably had some chardonnays at something you know what <laughs> i mean and some spritzers she definitely did a double clutch on leaving my car it, like what's that like the thing where like you open the door and then you kind of flop back down and ask another question and then you get back out of the car and then you kind of come back. You like giving a lot of chances to just say. giving me a lot of chances to lean over and like smooch because we've already what? talked for like fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know, so weird if your Lyft driver is just like, hey, hey, instead of fist bumps, I'm gonna put my mouth on yours. Yeah, I'm gonna but feel you up. Cute. I'm gonna go underneath your bra. Yeah, I'm go off your shirt. <laughs> how cute would it be if a couple met through Lyft or Uber? There I, must be stories. They do. Of like that. people did. I my ex dated a guy off of. Really? Who Can was someone a, write a book called Sparks in the Rear View? Oh my Why? god! But I guess if you're Lyft, you're in the front seat. Yeah, yeah. It's a totally separate book. Fingered in the front seat, I think, oh, would be the book. Heavens. Oh, yeah, you're in the front Betsy. seat. I forgot about that. I, I've had many, I've had, not many, but I've had a few gay men, and generally what happens is they'll be like, because I'm very cool with gay culture. Like, well, I, you're wearing a tank top right now. Yeah. <laughs> I gravitate, like, I gravitate to it. I fully, like, I, I went to a birthday party at the Abbey. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. If a, if a gay man hits on me, I've always been very, like, comfortable with going, like, I'm straight, everything's cool, like... So like when a gay man, and also like I had sisters, so like I like I know sh like if it, if there's a documentary about like a fashion designer, I've seen it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Galliano, like I know what he did for fashion. <laughs> Dolce and Gabbana, like I got it. Like Valentino, love him. Like Armani, okay. Cool. You're not masculine. You're not overly masculine. I'm not overly masculine. I, I and I just I watched every growing up. I watched everything of House of Style. Like so, I love that show. Uh, oh please, Todd Oldham. And uh, <laughs> so like when if someone gay gets in my car, it's like, and they want to talk about stuff that generally is not considered straight culture. Like I usually can roll with it and like have a good conversation. And so, like, what will happen is, like, this will be a thing where they'll be like, they don't believe that I'm straight for a second. They'll be like, come on, you can't be straight. <laughs> and then, like, I'll drop them off and they'll be like, you're straight, right? They'll be, like, really bummed Aww. about it. And it's like, and one guy was super hot. Like, he, he was, like, in good shape, beard, wore, like, he was having, like, 
um, my like if I was I, if I was gay, he would have been like the type for me. Was he an otter? Not a bear. Like a, not hairy and big, but just hairy and slim, like an otter. He was muscular still. Okay. Like I feel like. Um, Do you think it'd be easier for you to get hooked up? Hook up if you were gay. Oh yeah. Do you, Allie? What think it'd be easier to get hook, to hook up with you if you were gay? If I liked women, yeah. I think oh, it'd I'd be have to really hard. To I'd have to for find women. I think it'd be totally hard. There's yeah. men everywhere, and all they want to do is bone. And then if I had to be like one out of ten, hope that you're a you're lesbian gay too, yeah. and you don't have a girlfriend. That's what oh. I always thought about. Like, how do you know that woman at the bar is like looking at you because she, you have something in your teeth, or because you she's the you don't know? I I've, never assume. I never assume ladies are me hitting either. on me. But I'm. I'm have you been hit on by lesbians before? Sure, maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of oblivious in general when anyone's hitting on me because I, for because sure I don't believe been hit on them. Like gay men. You, Georgia? Um, yeah, but it was um, couples. We get hit on by couples. That's yeah. awesome. No, it's yeah. not. You guys don't, no, it's not. Are they I don't want to be. I don't want to be a brooch on your dress. I'm not going to be an accessory in your in your boring marriage. I've been hit on by couples, and that's yeah. Annoying. People are, are like looking to. You're like the. You're like the Spice Mrs. Dash. You're the Mrs. The Dash. Mrs. <laughs> Dash. <laughs> that's okay. Mrs. Literally. Dash is a new name for yep. a woman who spices up. Who's just yeah, like yeah. a. I'll be. Oh my god. I I oh I I, I kind of like have this like flirtatious thing with a girl, and like then like found then like uh, like out of nowhere she's like oh yeah yeah that's my boyfriend. And then I'll like another thing like oh that's my girlfriend and then she's like oh I'm Polly and I'm like oh, oh like I don't know how that I do I've not know how that, that works. you've heard that before what's that I'm Polly, Polly. yeah yeah Polly's like becoming really popular now yeah I have a friend I have a friend who's dating someone who's who's Polly and it's, I what don't does know that mean I'm Polly don't know polyamorous she cheats on her and she's cool with it. <laughs> oh yeah, polyamorous <laughs> yeah that's what it, I you know what lately people are saying that um they're no they're not slutty they're just sex positive and it's like yeah. I'm sex positive well, too but I don't have to fuck other people to prove it here's the thing about and I know that the you know like I'm poly most, am I am I sex, sex negative that, that sounds super sex negative <laughs> like you're like I don't want to like, say like, you're like, you're like, you're, I'm, I'm sex positive shaming. I'm sex positive but I don't use my pussy for it <laughs> it's just I feel like it's non slut shaming I just want to say with the poly thing where he cheats on her and she's cool with it she is not poly so that's why <laughs> people who are in polyamorous relationships will be like no there's boundaries there's guidelines it's not cheating because yeah. it's open da, 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 da. but in this you know it, if they're both poly that's that's i mean something. i've known a couple people who had like who one of the just one one was wanted to be poly and the other didn't and is it always the, and sometimes like the other the girl it's with or the guy it's the sometimes depends. it's a girl but it's, it's girl. but the thing is is like both people have to be into it and the people i've known one was less into it but was like well I guess I'd rather know than just have you do this when Jesus. I'm not around. Or just, or, but the other thing I'd rather have is not be in this relationship. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, that's I, another. Yeah, I don't know how it would work because I'm not distinctly, I don't know if I, I've never tried to be in a polyamorous relationship. And so, like, the the problem to me is, like, okay, like, we can try to date in your poly, but the question is then, like, how do I, how do I get to find, that means I, the, I have to find another woman who's poly for this thing to really be a yeah, benefit. Like yeah. I can't like I can't date you and then date a girl who's into monogamy. So it's like then all of a sudden it doesn't seem quite as advantageous. Or even if so it's just fluids. If it's if it's just a one night stand too, then it's it's also not fair to the person you're going home with. Because I mean, if you have a one night stand, you kind of are also like this maybe could turn into something. And you're like, oh, you have a fucking girlfriend and you didn't tell me. Yeah, I have yeah. a poly girlfriend. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, if I if I had a great if I hit it off with someone yeah. and like I would never have a night and then yeah yeah. And then but like, if you do yeah, and then they're like, oh no no no, I have a girlfriend. I would 
I would be very Me irritated. Too. Me too. In yeah. general. But I don't know. I mean, I, it's just so difficult out there. Hey, speaking of intercourse, let's play Fuck That. Let's play Fuck That. Okay, Fuck oh. That is a game that we play. It's two we things. It's one show. thing that you fucking love so much you would lay it down and just you would you would tenderly caress it and you would slow bone it it could be anything it could be a sandwich it could be a show it could be uh dusk uh another thing fuck that that you hate so much you want it to fuck right off the planet let's start with the thing that you hate oh jesus we'll end on a positive note Wait, yeah you, we'll go, want us to go first you guys go first because it's gonna take a little bit no it's not you're gonna think of the first thing that comes to your mind okay the thing that i hate so much that i'm like fuck that is expensive yoga mats i bought my first ever expensive yoga mat the other day i have always bought like shitty target ones and they last a couple of months and then i throw them away and get a new one so i was like i'm gonna get a nice one it fucking sucks why because it's like made of this material and it's supposed to be all like aerodynamic and shit and it and it i can't do yoga on it it's like too sticky it's too sticky and it soaks up all this stuff too fast so it's hard to clean and it smells Terrible, and return it costs me sixty dollars. Return it. Return it. Yeah. Buy return everyone. It. Buy your yoga mats at fucking Marshalls and Ross. Yeah, that's what Twelve dollars. I've had the same yoga mat for ten years. Yeah. I know that I was doing that. Like, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna dedicate myself to this, and I, I deserve a nice yoga mat. It you has know, a like the way bamboo you... leaf silkscreen right. on it. It's got to be good. Exactly. You should return it. I'm so I'm gonna return it. Um. So fuck that. Uh, fuck you, Lululemon. I'll tell you one thing I hate. What? Makes me real mad. Is uh, iPhone chargers? Fuck you. Have I talked about this yet? No. Okay. Two times in the last three weeks, I've had an iPhone charger where right at the base where the cord goes in, where the the plug-in goes to the rest of the cord, Mm -hmm. that gets frayed and broken, and it happens all the time, and it's annoying, and one day your phone just stops charging when it has like... 2% 2% oh, and you're like god damn it that hasn't happened to me yet and, um, and then if you go buy another charging cord like at a gas station your phone will say I was not compatible with this device and you're like fuck you iPhone so does not work They, uh, your phone will be like nah, I don't know what this cord is and you're like fuck you you do know what it is it's just <laughs> not an Apple cord but if you go back to the Apple store with your frayed cord and you're like listen dude this is 7 months old they have to give you a new one Oh, so bring oh. your old one good to know don't just go in to buy a new I one I mean it costs Apple up to a dollar to change <laughs> almost a dollar <laughs> um, what do you hate Ed? Uh, okay, this is this is tough, but I figured this this kind of uh, I'm here with some nice ladies. The thing that I hate the most is in advertising. Anytime a dude isn't able to watch a football game because of a girl, uh. that's like it makes me so yeah. mad. Yeah, and I because it's it's not only is it sexist, but it it creates a, such the wrong vibe for men watching to not understand how to relate to women because the problem isn't that like here's what happens i think when you're when you first meet a girl you skip sunday sunday football and you go and you hang out and you because you're in love and you're super into it brunch and then what happens is that like you get into a relationship you're like oh i miss sunday football and because you've built this expectation of like Brunch. Brunch every Sunday that, like, now she expects it because you've told her that's what you want to do. <laughs> that, and then, you, then you're supposed to then hate her for thinking that you want to do brunch, which is the thing that you've told her for the first year of your relationship that you want to do. Uh. So it's, like, it's a really terrible thing of, like, not only is it shitty, but it's also, like, it teaches men that, like, the what you're supposed to do at first to get a woman to love you is lie about what you want to do on your weekends. Instead of, like, being like, I like to watch football on Sundays, and if she's not cool with it and she breaks up with you, 
great. That relationship ended. It was not meant to happen. I love this. And this it, is true. Yeah. And it and it and it also says like. Th- like that madman TV show shit is still going on. Like the people who are creating ads are still people who are like dudes who are like, you know what my wife hates when my socks smell, you know, what they yeah. get an air freshener. But these are all rich men no. who have these like housewives. Right. Yeah. You know what the problem is, is women are used in advertising as these tropes where they are at the same time parenting their partners as well as being the children of their partners right. so women are always in the passenger seat they're always cargo in the car they're, but they're also parenting and making sure that like the the father gets oatmeal yeah. along with the kids before they all leave the house and yeah. she's still there and it's 20 fucking and she 14. knows where his keys are but he always forgets she's always walking into the room with pizza pockets for everybody yeah right? she's like, she's the man is what is this well world? i actually do that I always walk in a room with pizza pockets yeah. for everyone. But it's this weird thing where the man the man becomes the child as well as the yeah. parent, and the woman becomes the child as well as the parent. And really, you're supposed to be partners. But there's always a dynamic of, like, one's fucking up, and it's... I get it. And, like, there was a, a, com- a, a car commercial where they, um, they keep doing jump cuts from... They're in different outfits. It's a whole family in a car, and they keep jumping into... They're dressed in their Christmas gear, and then they're in their snow gear, and then they're in their summer gear. And the woman is always riding shotgun. Like, not once is she like, oh, I'll drive. Yeah. Like, maybe my husband's, like, just had his eyes dilated. Yeah. Maybe he's reading the map. No, always. <laughs> always. And do you remember Life, that that game, that mm-hmm. game Life? Yeah. Um, and you would have the car. And oh, I remember, no. as a kid, playing it as, a, as kids, we would... I, you would be driving around pink... A little, mm. you're a little pink yeah. person, and then you would get married, and then you would switch <gasps> yourself to the Whoa. passenger side. And I remember my sisters Highly and I always accurate. being like, "Fuck, well, I guess we I, move over." And you don't like do that. grown up shit anymore. You're a yeah, baby now. You don't drive your own car in life because you picked up this tiny blue peg. <laughs> and it's really, it's weird that these kinds of gender things are just imprinted, and it's yeah. still evolving so much. Good anyway, point, Ed. This is a whole conversation. This is a have. whole combo. Yeah. Georgia, way to, way to stir shit up. What do you like, Georgia? What do I love? Um, I love the the online clothing brand Dear Creatures. I wear them all the time. They are fucking darling and adorable, and you should go to DearCreatures.com and buy a dress. D-E-A-R. Dear Creatures. Uh, Georgia, are you getting any dresses from They them? are giving me two dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dear Creatures. So the thing that she really likes is... But, but no, I have giving spent... No, no. She's, I have spent... Hun- she and shouts them, them out a lot. I, and all the time. I wear them on television all the time. I've bought so much shit from them. If you've watched our episode of Drunk History... The shirt, the cute little blouse I'm wearing in is drunk. Yeah, she oh, shouts them out as though it were her boyfriend's company yeah, or something. And I don't even know them. And but then I, she's finally getting And I emailed them it. and told them how much I love them and showed them pictures of me wearing it on TV. And they're like, let us give you some dresses. And I'm like, That's yes, dope. absolutely. So thanks, dear creatures. Good to know. Allie, what do you love? Um, one thing that I really, really love is, um, this is basic, but I really, really love uh, reading in bed. And I <gasps> finally... I was just thinking about this. Go ahead. Well, it's the best... <laughs> fucking thing like it is the most beautiful it's the best thing ever it's nighttime yes it's maybe like 10 o'clock you've gotten to bed your bed is made your Your house is is clean you're and you have a fucking book or an ipad with a book on it and nowhere to be and you don't have to be at a party you're not screaming over music you're not nodding next thing is sleep it's amazing you're just gonna read this book until you're done reading the book and then you're gonna turn off the light and it's the best it is one of the most feelings it is beautiful I was just thinking about it and how sad I feel for people who don't read and don't have that experience of like, they just get into bed and go to sleep. 
You're t- saying to our dyslexic guest. <laughs> oh, no. I don't mean don't know how to read. I, no. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, oh, oh, no. Sorry. I, just meant I read all the I time, by the way. I just read I slower. You, I, do, I know you read. We've talked about books. Yeah. Like, I know you read. You read. I love Don DeLillo, guys. Uh, <laughs> do you like, do you read, in, do you like reading in bed? Uh, I I like reading in bed. I have a Kindle, which is like the best thing. Mm. Those look more you, like paper. Because you can have the, the, the light that's built into it. So now I love it because like you can read in bed and then you don't have to like turn a light switch off. You just. Oh, that's oh, nice. You know, that's good to know. It's really, it's really, the Kindle, they're, and they're sending me some stuff. The Kindle uh, paper is really great. Nice. Paper white. Good to know. I, I actually, there is a, the light that I put on when I go to read in bed, like if I ever turn that on, it relaxes me immediately. Isn't that funny? It's so weird. Your brain's like, oh, it's party time. It's just such a, a beautiful experience. I know. And it, it makes me feel bad because I love all of our friends and I'm excited when they have birthday parties. I'm excited when they have show premieres. I'm excited when they have a, a show. But a lot of times, I, especially since we travel so much, I just want to be home reading. And I was dating someone who was like, you, he's like, you love going out and partying. And I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I love my friends and I love celebrating things, but I'm never like, who wants a party? Yeah. I f- love, love being at home with a book. Yeah. It yeah. is tough though because we do know a lot of people and there's always something going yeah. on and you have to like, you have to like deliberately say, I'm sorry, like I got it. I want to spend right. a couple nights you gotta in. You got to invest in on yourself. Beautiful. You run into things to talk about. Um, Ed, what do you love? Uh, it Winter's coming, fall's coming good stuff uh and so i will tell you this is the thing that i got last year that i loved uh uniquely use is a japanese clothing company they're cashmere sweaters full cashmere not very expensive they look great dudes go out and buy one get the v-neck get (laughs) get the blue it goes with everything you can wear it with just a t-shirt if you want to like look hip and cool and kind of edgy throw it over like a cardigan Boom, you look great. Over a cardigan? Or over a, not a cardigan, um, uh, what's a collared shirt? Oh, oh. Oxford? Oxford, like an nice. Oxford. Nice. Yeah, that's and, sexy. Uh, uh, and it looks really good. It's it's a good replacement for a dress jacket. Put a nice thick uh, knot tie underneath there and have it pop out. They're, it's not very expensive. Cashmere breathes. It's soft. You would want to fuck it if it were a person. <laughs> Uh, nice pair of slacks, a maybe? Nice pair of, yeah, a nice pair of dress. You can, the, a cashmere, now with the way everything is, also you can throw a cashmere sweater underneath the dress jacket and it changes Ooh. the form, the shape a little bit and gives you a little bit like a 1950s gentleman sort of look. I'm into so, this. Yeah. What is it called? Cashmere Not gay. Sweaters. You're gay adjacent. <laughs> gay. What I is- can see gay from where I sit. <laughs> What I are they? This. What's that? Uniquely. It's uniquely you. I think is the name. Uh-huh. Of the They're opening up one in the Beverly Center soon, oh. but it's all online, and they have the best thermal underwear. Also, Ooh. like it's super thin, super warm, and anti-microbacterial or whatever, so it doesn't yeah. smell. That's nice. what I run in. I run in their under thermal underwear. I saw you running in them once. I think. Yeah, they I make mean, your legs look great. Yeah, hey, and hey. you had. Yeah, I saw you. So running uniquely once. you. And where can we find you, Ed? Yeah, Salazar? Ed. Oh, where uh, do we stalk you? Uh, follow me. I think like my Twitter is pretty solid. Ed A. Salazar on Twitter is like probably the best way. I have a I have a monthly show called Seems Legit that's at Melt the Meltdown. If you're in L. A., uh, it's a storytelling show where we have five to six storytellers and one of them's lying, and the yes. audience tries to figure out who the liar is. Love it. Uh, and you get to tweet at the performers, <gasps> and you get to be a part of the show. And uh, that's fun. Yeah, we have an amazing. Can we do show. a story sometime? Uh, yeah. I, 
We've been trying to get you booked, I think. What? I, I know not well. We're not doing a good job at it, but it's, it's <laughs> October. I think you asked us for once. the first yeah, show, yeah. and we were October out of time. 10th at Meltdown uh, is that show Fun. at 7 p.m. And it's like I said, it's, it's just a real blast. And you have an Instagram, Ed Salazar's Instagram. Edward A. Salazar on Instagram. Made it complicated. Yeah, I know. It sucks. That's okay. Okay, well, Ed, you've been a fucking doll. Oh, thank Thanks you for, for telling me. us so yeah. much about tits, man. Yeah. Guys, anyone want to talk to me about tits? I'm always available. <laughs> Tweet at Ed Salazar. Talk about tits. Edward Salazar. We'll see you at a barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening to Slumber Party. We're, we've been and still are Allie in Georgia. Still Allie in Georgia. Still happening. Um, thanks for listening. Go to feralaudio.com, listen to a bunch of awesome podcasts, and listen to all our backlog podcasts for iTunes and sus- subscribe. I buy think you should subscribe. Buy a t-shirt. Are there t-shirts start now, Dustin? Not, not right now, but... Someday no by t-shirts. t-shirts. <laughs> I am currently wearing a tank top uh, with feral audio scrawled in a sharpie, and I'm That's not right. lying. That's 100 percent true, true right now. If you do that, um, you're awesome. Subscribe and also tell a friend. Say, hey, have you listened to Slumber Party? It sucks, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thanks we for love listening, you. you guys. Read a book. Hey, read a book. At bed. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Feral audio.